This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. There's a man in British Columbia, Jim, who's looking for an apology. Yeah, they have a system with their healthcare in that province called WorkSafe BC. And if you, you know, hurt yourself on the job and you have to go see a doctor, all your notes get put into this file in WorkSafe BC. Well, this guy, 37-year-old, was looking at his WorkSafe uh, BC file and he was shocked to discover the health file described him as a, quote, redneck hick. He's like, what? So he f- goes down and reviews it further. Not only do they call him a redneck hick, they described him specifically as a redneck hick to death. Like he's, you know, I, I, that old saying from the 90s, like this guy is, or this place is old as death, or this place is fast as death, whatever. Redneck hick to death. They also called him a, quote, uneducated, massive redneck wussy, except they didn't say wussy, Taz. Oh, boy. They used the Tom Jones wussy what's cat. New? Yeah, what's, what's new? new? Called him, that was, a, and also said he was playing the system. Hmm. Now, I've heard many stories about people playing the system, so maybe... That's the spidey so sense was going off. This? Maybe doctors or the doctor, nurses, the people at the hospital. Her phys- the f- his physiotherapist wrote this, <laughs> and he said it made him feel a little bit uncomfortable returning to the physiotherapist for care in the future. They, the CBC was the one to report this story. They called the physiotherapist. No comment. He's not going back there. But I would never tell him I knew. I would wait till I go like went back for my next appointment and I would confront him yeah. and record it and see what he would say cuz just to see his face turn red. Yeah, so Redder I, than my neck I would say. So I'm a redneck wussy, am I? Oh really? Faking it, am I? Redneck <laughs> hick to death, are we? <laughs> I, this is the thing I like, you know, I, he, I, he probably could sue or something like that yeah. or whatever, but he just wants an apology. Is Patrick there? One more chance to find Patrick over in Ireland. We've been looking for him all week. No luck yet. Jim is going to put on his best Irish accent. Mm-hmm. Call a pub in Ireland. Ask for Patrick. You have to guess whether or not Patrick is going to be there. Mike, the tile guy, heading to St. Thomas, Ontario. How are you, pal? Good, man. How you guys doing? Great, buddy. Going to get some cold beers in you today? Uh, maybe this afternoon, yeah. Very nice. Okay, what do you think? We are calling a pub uh, over in Ireland. This is in Dublin. Okay, we're calling right the heart, the heart of Ireland. You think the person who answers is going to be able to find a Patrick? I'm going to say yes. Okay. You're going with yes. Feeling it. I'm feeling it. I you need good. those tickets for my wife. You good, Jim? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Oh, sure. Hello, McKee's Bar Restaurant. Hello, is Patrick there? Hello, is Patrick, Patrick? there? No. This is McHugh's, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for my brother, Patrick. I'm just wondering if maybe you see him. He's, he's always wearing a big red hat, and uh, he's usually trying to fight people. We're having a bit of trouble with him, and he, he always brags about McHugh, saying you guys got the best fish and chips, so we're thinking he might be down there crushing some pints of Guinness. Uh, nope, nobody here with a big red hat, unfortunately. Okay, well, did you check the washroom? Because he, uh, he might be in there. Could you just yell Patrick for me? He's a bit short. He might be behind a bar or behind a boot. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Just give a yeah, give his name a shout out there, Patrick. He'll come a running like a good old dog. Oh yeah. He's loyal. He's loyal, but he's mis- mischievous, you know. 
He thinks he's Conor McGregor, but uh, you know, he, he he only kicks people. He's like he's like a soccer player out there. Not very tough, but he tries to get in scraps all the time. So we're just hoping he's not causing a scene down at your fine establishment. Well, no, everything's all good here. Uh, nobody's coming to the name Patrick. Just come, pa so. put me on speakerphone. I'll yell at this son of a bitch. Patrick, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Your mother's worried sick about you. You took her car yesterday and she hasn't seen it since. It better not be in the ditch, Patrick. It better not. <laughs> Nothing? Nothing. Okay, all right. I'll call Kelly's and then I'll call... Uh, who else do I have on the list here? i got to call O'Donnell's as well, okay? You have a great day. You too. Hope you find him. I do as well. Well, maybe not. <laughs> okay, all well, right. all the best. All right, God bless. Bye. <laughs> uh, she i think i don't think she believed you that you're actually looking for patrick and i i think you gave yourself away as not a true irishman during that call jim when you referred to football as soccer oh blunder stupid mistake I ruined it. I want to see your peacock. 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 Your peacock. peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. A wild first round of the NCAA March Madness tournament. Bracket Buster. Arizona with a prayer that will not go. And the Tigers of Princeton upset the number two seed Wildcats of Arizona. Bracket Buster. Virginia, you got to take care of the ball against the pressure you're going to see. Clark in a straight jackal. He didn't need to do that. He threw it away. He and Pickies. Did we just see what we think we just saw? Wow. Furman has won. The 13 seed has beaten the four. Bracket Buster. Dev, isn't that what makes March Madness great? You never know what's going to happen. It's a one-game elimination. You have a bad game, you're done. Just because a team played great in this round doesn't mean they're going to play great next round. And anything can happen. A couple of years ago, uh, Virginia lost as a number one seed, something that had never happened before. The next year they came back, they won the whole thing. This year, Virginia is back to choking. They were one of the, no. the first early upsets, losing to Furman, hmm. which no one... Uh, saw coming that uh, that immediately i think like busted like 16 million brackets sure. around around the world, <laughs> around crazy. The world. <laughs> it is crazy so uh, uh I, when i look at my bracket i don't look at like the the nuts and the bolts i just try to get the big ones right so <laughs> okay are all your final four teams still in the tournament yes not everyone has played yet but technically they're still in the tournament <laughs> <laughs> i made one bet you said colgate was had a great chance of upsetting uh texas that didn't happen Happen. So here's the thing about Colgate and Texas. I did uh, I did pick a 15 to beat a 2, just was the wrong 15 and the wrong 2. So going into this game, Colgate was the best three-point shooting team in the nation. They were supposed to be the team. In this game, though, the roles were completely flipped. Texas, which shot 33% historically throughout the entire season, they were over 56%. Colgate couldn't hit a shot. Hmm. So, it's again, it's one game. If you can't uh, perform, then you're done. Colgate's done. I used your bracket, Dev, uh -huh. uh, with, with a pool I'm in with my buddies, and... 
Um, How are we doing? I should have just closed my eyes and thrown <laughs> darts at a dartboard. <laughs> really. That's who ends up winning March Madness pools. People who know nothing about basketball, they don't look into it at all. Then you should be good to go, Taz. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I took Dev's advice yeah. stupidly. People uh, pick the team that's like the scariest or something like that. They go yeah, by the colors. Coolest mascot. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Best party city. Funniest name. Sure. Gonzaga. <laughs> that's my that's my go-to. <laughs> well, Dev, it was fun while it lasted, but I think your bracket is Bracket Buster. Sorry, pal. Ka-kaw. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. The new Shazam movie is in theaters today. Mm. Saying it's family friendly. Not as good as the first one, but okay. family friendly popcorn fun. Sure. DC. Movie, right? It's one of the DC movies that they actually released, so it's got to be <laughs> it's got to be better than some of the other ones. Got to be better than Batgirl. Uh, so that's in theaters today. I watched Cocaine Bear yesterday, Jim. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? You were right. Yeah, well, I forget what I said about it. You said basically you just need to see the trailer. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's the more entertaining than the movie. The premise is funnier yeah. than the whole movie, the movie as a whole, but it was still decent. Yeah. I give it a six out of 10, something to put on in the background maybe. It was a lot more gory than I expected. Yeah. There was like a couple scenes where, you know, a guy's limbs are ripped off and then he falls down from a tree yeah. and then land. It sounds gross and looks gross. Yeah. The big claw marks on that lady's butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes me really not want to get mauled by a bear. Yeah, big I, time. I feel like those were those injuries were like bear accurate. Oh yeah, especially cocaine bear accurate, aggressive. But cocaine bear just trying to do right by its family. Seemingly, I see yeah. I didn't see that twist coming. Cocaine bear not necessarily the bad guy. Or oh no, I don't want to say anything else. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh man, people would be so mad if I spoiled Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for some laughs, though. Definitely not good to watch with the kids today on no, the last day of March break. No. Avoid Cocaine Bear. Take them to see Shazam Fury of the Gods. The Taz and Jim Podcast. It's the Taz and Jim Tournament of 64 Small Towns. Trying to determine what is the greatest small town in the Taz and Jim listening area for 2023. Let's go deep right now on Port Dover versus Mount Hope, Jim Kelly. Yes, Taz. Port Dover is, of course, home to the legendary bike ride convoy. All the bikers in their leather heading to Port Dover on Friday the 13th. The bike ride convoy? That's what they call it. The bike ride convoy on Friday the 13th to Port Dover proving the superstition of bad luck on that day is true if you live in Dover and you're trying to nap that day. Mount Hope is their competition and now Mount Hope used to be called Mount Hope and Change but then 150 years went by and nothing changed. <laughs> Home to the Canadian Warplane Museum where there's a rite of passage where young local students take field trips and giggle at the word cockpit. <laughs> Our next matchup is Grimsby versus Drumbo this morning. Grimsby versus Drumbo. Two towns that kind of sound like Disney characters. First up, Grimsby, home to the Forty Creek Distillery, the local mm. rye maker, helps keep the local population low because Grimsby experiences the most whiskey D per capita <laughs> in Ontario. Don't worry, Grimsby. Happens to the best of us. Drumbo, Ontario is going up against Grimsby. 
be today. Interestingly enough, Canadian geographers have never actually been able to prove if the town of Drumbo, Ontario even exists at all or is just a fairy tale. I mean, everyone's seen the cutoff signs in the 401 for Drumbo, but no one's ever actually been there. And Jim Kelly, it doesn't stop there. No, Taz. Right now we've got uh, some pretty big heavyweights here, considering it's a small town 64 or tournament of 64 here. Stony Creek versus Beamsville. Stony Creek, how in the world did this rather large town, dare I say city, sneak into this tournament? Our quality control is severely lacking, and I apologize. Stony Creek, though, (laughs) is also known as the Gateway to Grimsby. It's home to the Conservation Area Devil's Punch Bowl, which is also a phrase you do not want to type into Urban Dictionary. (laughs) Beamsville is the competition today. Beamsville, Ontario, is in the heart of wine country Mm. and therefore in the liver of the entire country as well. In 1898, hockey players in the town of Beamsville were the first hockey players to make use of a hockey net. Really? Which proves hockey must have really sucked before 1898. (laughs) Our next competition is between Flamborough and Port Burwell. Flamborough, Ontario is home to the Flamborough Speedway, where good old boys love to toss them back while watching the races. Now, this is true. The Speedway is literally right beside Cedar's lesbian campground. Mm-hmm. Now, which side would you guess wears more plaid? Trick question. It's a tie. In Port Burwell, Ontario, they are home to a beautiful lighthouse and the retired Canadian Navy submarine, the HMCS Ojibwa. The sub attracts many tourists to Port Burwell and attracts even more dad jokes about seamen. There's today's matchups. How do you vote? Well, it's simple. One place to do it. Taz and Jim on Instagram. Go to our account, click on our stories, and it'll just cycle through. You pick your favorite. It'll go to the next matchup. There's four of them today. Make sure you vote. Tell your friends and family. Taz and Jim on Instagram. Your favorite town could be named the greatest small town in the Taz and Jim listening area, and we could be doing our show live from that town. Good luck. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And what do you think the number one way to celebrate St. Patty's is, Jim? Uh, earning that hangover? Yeah, drinking. Yeah. Drinking the booze. And you had a couple of uh, glasses of whiskey with mm-hmm. Chris, the drummer of the Trues, earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah. We went to uh, the West Town, a bar we've been to, Taz, and had a couple drinks ourselves. Chris Gormley, not only the drummer of the Trues, he plays ukulele, piano, many instruments. He's got his own side project called The Whiskey Hunter, Perfect. where he both reviews whiskey and sing songs about whiskey. So here's me and Chris of The Trues talking. All right, here we are at the West Town, Hamilton, Ontario, with The Whiskey Hunter, a.k.a. Chris Gormley, a.k.a. Drummer of The Trues. How are you, buddy? Doing great, man. Good to see you, Jim. Well, you've got your new side project, The Whiskey Hunter. And now before we get into this, I'm just going to play a clip of the song, Good Morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the day. I got you, you got me. Now, for a guy named The Whiskey Hunter, I was expecting the song to be a little more angry. Okay, so 
I started the Whiskey Hunter thing during COVID when, uh, you know, the trues were grounded and we were at home and we couldn't tour. And I kind of combined my love for music with my love for whiskey. I've been a whiskey fan for a couple decades now. So I started writing songs about whiskey, drinking whiskey, getting drunk. Turns out my kids, my two kids, are my two biggest fans. But they're going to they're going to daycare and they're singing my songs at school now. And their teachers are like, oh, your son keeps on singing a song, Lord, I Need a Bourbon, or... <laughs> Or pour myself another whiskey and like, Uh-oh. And so I'm like, okay, me and my wife are like, I think it's time maybe to try to mix it up. So I wrote this, I mean, I had written this song. I sing to it, sing it to them in the mornings when I'm kind of waking them up, hoping that they'd have a good, a good start to the day. And it was kind of cute and catchy. And I showed it to my producer and he was like, that's, what is that? That's, that's not a whiskey song. And I was like, well, yeah, it's pretty catchy though. So we, we kind of wrote it together, finished it and put it out there under the, under the whiskey hunter. Sunshine, baby, in our eyes That's all we need to make it Before we get into some whiskey tips, I was just thinking, uh, like, we just saw another famous drummer, Dave Grohl, in a commercial for Crown Royal at the Super Bowl. I think the Taz and Jim listeners can get Chris Gormley on a 40 Creek commercial at the Grey Cup. What do you think? Well, I know some people over at 40 Creek and I'd love to do something. So 40 Creek, if you're out there, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen, right? It's so true, though. I, I thought the exact same thing. Good morning. If, if it was a song about whiskey, wouldn't it be like, oh, God, it's morning already? Yeah, yeah. Or you haven't went to bed yet? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Somebody shut the curtains. <laughs> Very positive tune. I Absolutely. love it. It sounds good. Super catchy. Whiskey tips with the whiskey hunter aka chris gormley drummer of the trues whiskey tip number one. First tip is you got to take a little bit of time with it so it's before you tilt your head back and chug it kind of put your nose in kind of give it a little bit of a sniff what i do with um a whiskey that i've never tried before i just put it right to my lips which i'm actually doing right now folks yeah. because you don't want to like shock the taste buds with a, with a strong whiskey you can easily do that get it on the lips Think about it for a second. What yeah. am I tasting? What does it remind me of? Okay, I'm going to try it. What's this, what's this whiskey we have here? This is a Kilbeg, and this is an Irish whiskey. Okay, let me give it a shot. You just wet the lips. Wet the lips. I think I'm like, I'm, are you getting anything? Does it remind you of anything? Like, oh, I taste shame and regret. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it tastes like a, I feel like it tastes like wood or something. Yep, woods, wood that's coming from the barrel. Tip number two. Tip number two, you're drinking your Kilbeggan with ice, and I'm not. Yes. Tip number two is. Don't be afraid to put ice in your whiskey. A lot of whiskey um, snobs will say that you cannot do that, and that's absolutely against the rules. But I'm here to tell you, it's whatever way you're going to enjoy your whiskey, that's how you got to drink it. Water and ice actually opens up the, the, the taste of the whiskey and, and brings different aromas out of the whiskey. So you're actually doing yourself a favor by doing that. Tip number three. Tip number three. This is for beer drinkers. Combine the two. Shot in a pint. This uh, is how I started. Get yourself a nice Guinness, a nice Irish whiskey, Kilbegan, Jameson. Take a nice little sip of your of your your pint or your Guinness, and then follow it by a sip of the whiskey. I mean, you don't want to do that too many times because if it's beer whiskey, beer whiskey, you do that once or twice, and you're gonna be pretty toasty. Chris from the Trues, I feel educated now, ready to go for St. Patty's Day. I love that term toasty as a well. Toasty. When you get a little whiskey and you warms you up, a little toasty, love it. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. St. Patty's Day Friday. How are you celebrating? You going out and you, you, you drinking or are you staying at home with your kids and making a leprechaun trap? That's what all the cool people are doing, I hear. Is this a new trend or something? <laughs> I don't know. 
my uh, my six year old son said he wants my help making a leprechaun trap today. <laughs> Want to call him and ask? Sure. Okay. Got a little Macaulay Culkin in him. Yeah. Daddy, can you help me make a leprechaun trap? Hi. Hi. Who's this? Hi, Daddy. It's me. Hi, Amelia. Hi, Daddy. Is that Grayson? Yeah. Hey, Gray Man. What? Tell me about the leprechaun trap. How does it work? Oh. So, there's a cereal box where, where um, he goes up the cereal box, and then there's a shoe box. You can open the shoe box, and then there's a cookie box, because he's going to get trapped in the cookie box. Okay, so there's a cereal box, a shoe box, and a cookie box. Yes. All right, and you need my help setting that up for tonight? Yeah. And what are we going to do if we catch the leprechaun? Uh, I want to play tag. Keep him until next. I want to play tag. I want to play tag. No FaceTime, Amelia. I'm talking to Grayson. We're going to keep the leprechaun until next year? And just to have a leprechaun farm. Or we could hold him for ransom. Tell his leprechaun family if they ever want to see him again, they got to give us all their gold. Okay, guys. But we need to find a rainbow to get all their coins. Well, it is raining today, so maybe there will be a rainbow. Happy St. Patrick's Day, you guys. I love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sounds like he's ready. Foolproof plan. Sure. I was a little skeptical when he when it was just two boxes, but now that we've got three boxes incorporated into the trap, how can we not catch a leprechaun? Yeah, well, a shoebox has a lid. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. A uh, story out of Florida. This is from Brevard County in Florida, which is near Orlando. There are people on the beach complaining because they're seeing naked people everywhere. Now, what happened was they had the big hurricane down there uh, months ago, right? Mm -hmm. And all the nude beach signs got washed away. What is this, a Looney Tunes episode for adults? (laughs) Oops. So all the nude beach signs, the warning, naked people, whatever they said, they got washed away in the hurricane. So now people will be going for nice walks along the beach, and suddenly they're in naked territory. (laughs) There's no caution signs. Here's the the local news affiliate, Fox News affiliate, talking to some uh, people who were not happy with what they saw. It was uncomfortable. She was covering her eyes. And there's big fat guys laying there like this. No, I don't want to see that kind of stuff. There's no law against being nude. Frustrated because there was no sign. There was no warning for us to know what we were going to experience. My husband noticed that they were both doing lewd acts to themselves. <laughs> I didn't know that was legal on nude that beaches. Can't be. It cannot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think enough time has passed here, Jim. We got to tell this story. Okay. We went to Florida 
and we brought a bunch of Taz and Jim listeners with us. This was pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we stayed at a very nice resort hotel. We won't say the name, but if you listen to the show, you know exactly where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, this resort hotel is newer. It was built uh, in the past decade. Mm-hmm. But before it existed, there was another hotel located next door called The Rooftop. And uh, we we looked out the window from our hotel and you could see directly down to the pool of this other hotel, which it was explained to us was for swingers. It was a nudist swingers hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we thought it might be before we asked anybody because you could see... <laughs> little little tiny yeah, uh, it was balls of flesh, right? Because <laughs> we, yeah. we, we were on uh, some, uh, some higher floors. So we, unless you had binoculars, you couldn't see exactly what was going on, but you definitely could get the gist. Yeah, if you're walking by on the way to the elevator, you do a double take. Wait a second. There was flesh and there was motion like, by the yeah, pool yeah. all day long. Together. <laughs> yeah. And we asked somebody, like, what's with the hotel next door? And they said, oh, it was there first. And when they were <laughs> applying for permits to build this place, yeah, yeah. one of the conditions was, it's grandfathered in, so they're allowed to continue to conduct business as they conducted it before we built this place. Yeah, and that's the appropriate term because there was a few grandfathers <laughs> over there. That seems to be the way it is. Whether it's a nude hotel or nude beach, it's never the people you would hope for. Very rarely. Yeah. Very rarely. Big fat guys laying there like this. No, I don't want to see that kind of stuff.